Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Unfiltered Career Search Podcast. And today we are in for a good one. It's interview season and we are in full swing of things. So today we're going to talk about all the tips and tricks that you need to succeed for recruiting and interviews. I'm your host, JP Suarez, and today we are joined by career coach Sarah, along with my co-host, Lassia. So let's get right into it. Sarah, as a career coach, what are things that students should be more focused on during the recruiting process? That's a really great question. And first of all, can I just say I'm super excited to be on the show. Um, it's been my long wish. There you <laughs> but... go. Happy to have you. <laughs> um, so I think one of the few important parts, and I totally understand we probably feel the interview season is really among us. Um, you know, it's it's a busy, busy time. I think the few things that you really want to focus on as you think about interviews um, that are coming up, the first and foremost is doing doing a lot of prep work in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our appointments, especially around this time of the year, we get the interview prep career coaching appointments on our schedule. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the big questions are, how do I even get started coming for an interview? Right. Um, you making that appointment with us, first of all, you did the right thing because yeah. you're in that yeah. preparation stage. Um, one thing I will always say is make sure you have enough time to research about the role and the company that mm-hmm. you apply for and that you will be interviewing for. Right. Um, we actually had a great episode on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, about interview prep. I sat down with one of our other career coaches, Dan. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about it, but Dan brought up a really good point. Go back to that job description that you apply to, really read that job description. Yeah. Because that's your gateway into, okay, what type of ideal candidate are they looking for? Because mm-hmm. they will iterate that. They talk about as an intern with our company for this finance role or, or for this marketing role, they'll talk about this is how it's going to look like mm-hmm. for our program, right? That's where you get a lot of great tidbits um, to kind of help you get your foot in the door of getting that research door open. So really go back to that job description um, and read through it just so you can also think about, okay, these are the, these are the ideal qualities and characteristics they're looking for in a candidate. Mm -hmm. Am I that candidate? And if so, how can I start practicing my responses for my interviews really packaged in that way? So you're really customizing and strategizing from the Mm get-go. So you are the candidate that they're looking for if that makes sense. Um, Along with that, you know, obviously research when you're doing a company or industry research, actually go to their website. I think this is something (laughs) that really surprises a lot. They're like, oh, what? A lot of students will be like, so what do I look for when they, when I go to their website? Mm -hmm. Um, We all know that culture and the fit is something that we hear a lot about a company and it's actually really important. Another nice little tip I like to share is go to their newsroom page or like their PR page where they talk about like current events that they were part of because that's where they kind of talk about like these are the new initiatives or new mergers and acquisitions that are happening with our company or in the industry that we're involved with right Um, because a lot of times one of the ways you can differentiate yourself from other candidates is are you actually on top of all the news and things that are happening specifically dealing with that company or that industry that that company is in, right? Mm -hmm. So the more knowledge you have and you're willing to share that through interviews or conversations, um, that will wow and impress an an employer. So definitely think about that and how you can utilize some of that, those insights that you gain. And the last one is try to get connected with people who are currently working there, not Mm -hmm. just the recruiter, uh, recruiters themselves, but the people who currently work there as well as former employees of that company. 
right? Yeah. So I think those are some three big things when it comes to interview prep, especially in that research stage of things. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you a follow-up question on that. Um, so I know when in Compass and all our classes, when they tell us that we should be utilizing like the star stories and the elevator mm. pitches um, in an interview, how important do you think that is when we're prepping for the interview and actually speaking to a recruiter or an interviewer? Sure. So um, in the career coaching world, our kind of general rule of thumb is we, uh, we ask our students or we challenge our students to have at least five to eight really specific stories or examples that you mm. feel confident and comfortable sharing in an interview setting. Right. Now, we specifically kind of target around five to eight because first, it gives you some diversity in the experiences and involvement that you've had. Mm -hmm. One thing you will always hear from an employer is, we want a well-rounded candidate, right? Yeah, what that yeah. means is, yes, you have, you know, the, the GPA threshold that they have for their application or for that position, but beyond that, right, you have, um, you know, professional work experience or summer internships or any work experience that you may yeah. have had that really have kind of helped you get that exposure into the business world. Um, and then this, the organizations or involvement and clubs that you've been a part of, that also kind of helps create and construct additional skill sets that they would look for, right? right? I know some people call it soft skills. I like to kind of call it core skills or human skills, yeah. which includes leadership, right? Um, teamwork, mm -hmm. um, collaboration, what collaboration and teamwork go together, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, interpersonal skill sets, communication skills, it's thinking fast on your feet. You mm -hmm. might be a a leader of a student organization and you guys had a big event, someone didn't show up. How do I work through that? To yeah. stop, right. So those are some key opportunities where you get to flex those additional skill sets yeah. that, that are not necessarily learned in like a technical school academic yeah. setting. Right. Right. So think about it from that perspective. Right. right. One of the key examples I like to give um, is we do a lot of mock interviews here. <laughs> yes. You can all imagine Compass to you all through come through at some point to our office to do mock interviews. Um, sometimes, you know, students struggle with, you know, kind of giving general answers, especially when mm -hmm. I ask, tell me about a time when you were a great leader in a team setting. How, do, how were you a great leader? Right. Um, a lot of times students were like, well, I was a great leader for this one case competi competition. Um, we ended up getting a really good score. We, you know, we were first runner up right. or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot from that. And it's a very general answer, yeah. right? I don't know exactly how you were a great leader, but how also do you assess whether you're a good leader or not? Did you get positive feedback from your teammates? Mm, yeah. Um, you know, was, was there kind of a survey done at the end, you know, maybe yeah. as part of the case competition as a group, there was a best leader award and you got it right. Mm -hmm. So kind of unpacking that star framework of, you know, what did you do? How did you do it? Mm -hmm. And so what, right. What was the positive learning outcome? What was the result or what did you gain from that experience? Yeah. And think of it, thinking of it from that perspective. I sort of want to hit previous question, but also Lassie's question as well, just through my experiences, because I've had both, I've had, I've gone down both avenues where I've gone through the traditional mm -hmm. uh, recruiting process, you know, several interviews, final interview. And, and with that comes those questions of the, tell me about yourself. And so yeah. you have to be ready to mix, mm -hmm. you know, what you've had mentally prepared as mm -hmm. well as just being natural. But then thinking of my internship two summers ago, I was thinking, man, it's going to be the same thing 
But with that situation, I was referred from an internal employee. Mm. So the interview process was completely different. It wasn't anything of tell me about yourself or this, that, because from the employer's point of view is, okay, you got referred from one of my close friends who's Mm. an employee. If he's referring you, I'm taking his word and I'm trusting him. So I don't even have to go into that insight. I just need to know, does this fit? Are you actually a good, you know, candidate and applying? So it's just finding that balance, I think, of you know, cause you don't want to just memorize everything. I love the, mm-hmm. the five yeah. to eight ideas or stories because that right. does. And with those five to eight stories, you're going to be able to speak on so many different things, but if you only have a handful or less, you won't be able to, to Sarah's point, diversify or be able to just present yourself because right. you don't want to be a robot spewing out these answers yeah. that just, because at the end of the day, the person recruiting you is human and they, yeah. they want to hire someone who isn't only technical, but as you said, has those soft skills or what was the word you used? I, I like to use like human skills. Exactly. Human. Those, those, those human skills, but yeah. that's, that's my insight on that. And going off of that, I think like, it's okay to not have an answer to every single question yeah. that they ask you. And, and it's okay to take a moment to think about the question that they're asking you. I think oftentimes with students, um, I mean, going through club recruiting and and student organization recruiting, um, I've seen that they ask you a question and people feel the need to immediately start throwing a response at them, even without fully like um, thinking out what the response might be, um, which often leads to like a word jumble and then you lose Mm -hmm. a train of thought. So I think just like taking a moment to think about the answer and then proceeding to speak Mm -hmm. um, is something that a lot of people think is not okay, but is so okay in that interview setting. It also shows us like honesty. Like I've been, I've been stumped a couple of times by recruiters and they ask a question and I just sort of laugh and I tell them, I was like, you know, I was not expecting this question. Give me a second. And they're like, okay, that's fine. They'd much prefer that than you just to your point, jumble around because then that could affect the rest of the interview. Right your mental state and whatnot. So, you know, if you need to just take a second, you know, it's okay. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you both bring up some really good points and one thing to keep in mind, right. And I always remind this to the students is employers are not here expecting to hire expert hires, right? They know they're hiring entry-level talent. So they know that you're not going to know everything and they don't want you to know everything Mm -hmm. because the truth of the matter is when you start at a company, whether as an intern or a full-time employee, right? Every company has a training period. The people that they hire are the people that they like, good fits from the conversations and the, you know, the interactions and interviews they've done, Mm -hmm. have foundational business skill sets that you all as Kelly students come with. But also the big thing is, are you someone who's eager to learn and who's trainable? Yeah. Right. I'm not going to hire you for an entry level role if you have 20 years of work experience because you're not that person. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I think having that perspective in mind and not pressuring yourself, like you have to know every single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, you're doomed. I think that's, you know, that's a mindset that you don't want to have. Um, and I think, you know, uh, you both kind of brought up a good point of talking to people and, you know, internal, I know JP, you talked about internal referrals. I think that kind of hinges on, yeah. brings us a good point about kind of no. networking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I know we're in the podcast. We wanted to talk a little bit about networking as well and the importance of it. So we have lots of events going on. We have employer networking nights, individual companies are doing their own information sessions, coffee hour, coffee chats, yeah. and, you know, office hours utilize them yeah. um i know usually there's kind of an initial scare of networking right. Lasio, you're looking at me I, you're giving me that face <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i so this week for the first time i went to the kelly employer networking night 
um, as a sophomore, which is um, pretty rare on the side of things because not many people want to get that explore exploration of careers and mm-hmm. um, different employers that or they don't know of um, to get that early on. But I just wanted to go around and explore um, the different companies and, and what they had to offer. And um, in the process, like met some really, really great people and um, talked to them more about what my skill set is and sure. what they're willing to offer me. Yeah. Um, and I realized that the major that I'm currently pursuing and what they require in a job is yeah. can be totally different. Like mm-hmm. I can be a supply chain major and be interested in an, a marketing position sure. and mm-hmm. and have that interview skill set to be like able to ask them um, for further advice. But you know, my biggest thing um, when we went to these networking events was like, how do I first approach these mm. people? Um, and I know a lot of students themselves have this question because interviewing for or networking with professionals who are employers and um, recruiters is so, or maybe I feel is different from, you know, going up to a student at a student organization um, networking night um, <laughs> and just being able to be like, hey, so I know you or, um what's up or like, where are you from versus like that more casual conversation um, versus talking to somebody who's so professionally um, regulated. So what is your take on that? How do you approach that employer? Yes, that's a great question. And we actually, one of the frequently asked questions in the whole topic of networking, Um, I actually would, you know, respect, respectfully mention that there's really no difference between a student organization, call out meeting, networking, you know, compared to kind of a networking night that you went to last year, right? right? At the end of the day, and JP, I think you mentioned earlier, right? They're they're humans hiring other humans, Mm -hmm. right? I think the biggest thing is you do want to remember that. I think a lot of times students have kind of a fear of networking, which is totally understandable because one, they feel like it's super transactional. Like you're just using this person (laughs) to get a job or an internship. The other is like, you don't know this person and like, that first step of trying to have a conversation, like, is it even the right thing to say? Where mm-hmm. do I even begin? Right. So that just fear of starting that, yeah. mm-hmm. I think is a lot. And then the third fear that we often see is, well, I'm only a blank, right? I'm only a freshman or I'm only a college student with this person who's been working for the past five years really want to talk to me. Right. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing that I would say is treat them as humans, right? Yeah. Especially networking nights it's a networking night. So it's kind of like speed dating, right? So you're trying to meet as many people and have great conversations, really treat it as that. So instead of going up and saying like, hi, my name is Sarah. I'm a sophomore here at Kelly School of Business. What type of opportunities do you offer? Instead of saying that, say, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm I'm a sophomore here at Kelly. I'm really excited about to learn about your company, but how are you? Yeah. Right. Ask them how they are, like, where are they so, coming mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. right? Um, and ask them about their career journey at whatever company. And and you make such a valid point because when I went to these events, um, I got to bond with these uh, recruiters somewhere from like Alpha Sites and mm-hmm. Ankara. And and these are companies I didn't really know much about, but just going up to them and they, I asked them like, how was your day? Mm-hmm. Um, or like, how are you doing? And, yeah. you know, in result, we like ended up talking about, you know, favorite songs or favorite movies. And, and that leads to so much more than just, you know, a casual conversation about here are the opportunities. Please go yes. on our website and apply yeah. um, versus like, Hey, connect with me on LinkedIn and let's, let's have a conversation Absolutely. or a coffee chat whenever you're free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you make such a valid point in that 
in that sense. To follow up with that, if anything, those are the conversations that that those employers or recruiters are going to remember because with so many people coming up to them, Mm -hmm. I know the thing that I do is I always think about, okay, everyone's here. Everyone's in the same position. JP, you're spilling all your beans. (laughs) 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 And, um, and it's like, what can you do to separate yourself from a good candidate to a great one? And it's, if you want to go above and beyond, you could, you know, find out who that employer or recruiter is personally and ask about their career. Because if you're, you know, as Sarah said, if the focus is on the students, but you have a student coming up and asking how your college experience was, or, oh, I've seen you do this, that, and you don't even know them, it shows that you took the time, you care, you want to be there. And it's mm-hmm. not just like, okay, I'm I'm here because as you said, it's, it's a transactional thing. Yeah. And it's, that also just makes it so much more to all the points we've been, you know, discussing much more friendly and much more approachable because Absolutely. it is scary and you see everyone all dressed up in suits and hustling, bustling yeah. around, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a great time to just connect, but also just meet new people. And, you know, you're not always going to get the job or the opportunity, but maybe they could connect you to another opportunity or yeah. to another thing. And that's just as valuable and important. And that's exactly how I got my summer internship this year. Um, an offer that I had didn't end up working out. And in, in return, the, the recruiter for that offer, she recommended me to somebody else who had a potential opportunity. Um, so to your point, it makes all the difference to just make a personable impression yeah. um, on these recruiters. There's a funny um, test that um, companies or employers or recruiters quite often have talked about in the past. Um, if I get stuck with this candidate or person in the airport for a couple of hours, am I still gonna like, are we going to be okay? Meaning, you know, you hire a human being, right? So you want to be, you want to hire people that you like, and you can envision yourself working with. Let's be honest. I mean, we're usually in the office, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, depending on what role you have, you know, you spend a good chunk of your life Mm -hmm. with your colleagues at work, right? So naturally you will, you gravitate towards people people that are likable that you Mm -hmm. feel like not only can do the technical work that you have to but Mm -hmm. feel like hey I don't mind spending eight or so hours a day with this person beyond just the work that we have to do exactly so I think that's a really great kind of practical reminder we can all have as we network as well because that's also a big um, way for recruiters and employers to kind of assess like oh I like this person Mm -hmm. he or she you know also has some great things on their resume but that conversation like I I don't mind continuing that conversation. Right. So uh, I think that's always important. Thank you, Sarah and Lasia, and for your time today and for sharing all the helpful insight for our listeners. Lots of big takeaways from today's episode, and I hope you were able to learn a thing or two, and we hope you keep killing it in your interviews throughout the recruiting season. On the topic of recruiting and networking, be on the lookout for events such as our virtual Kelly Employer Networking Night happening on Thursday, September 29th from 6 to 8. Other events occurring this week are Kelly to Careers events, which will be on Wednesday, September 28th and September 30th as well. Next week, there will be more Kelly to Careers events happening on campus, so be sure to check out our Kelly Connect website, which is careers.kelly.iu.edu, for more details on time and location of these events. Also, don't forget to follow our IG at KellyUCSCoaches to stay on top of our social media posts And our DMs are open if you have any suggestions or ideas about what you want to hear on this podcast. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.